Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks again for joining us. You know, the Lord's put in my heart recently just to be talking about getting back to the basics. There's so many people in Christendom who are looking for, uh, obviously we expect the miraculous, but are looking for um, everything that's out of the box, the thing that's going to separate them from other Christians. And really, God, the gospel's simple, and God wants us to be good at the basics. Growth comes from doing what we know to do again and again and being faithful what God has put in front of us. And that's in areas like the word, in areas of prayer, in loving people around you. It's not a complicated religion, right? This is this is a way of life that God has set up for us that flows from our spirit. But some of the um, the, the, the main ingredients, if you will, are the word of God, our prayer, our faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. People want um, this deep revelation and all these crazy things, but ultimately the simple gospel, uh, putting the word of God in your heart is what produces fruit. So we're going to talk today about our foundation, which is the Bible, which is the word of God. Uh, in Colossians chapter 1, verse 6, it says, I'll read from verse 4, it says, Since we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which you have to all the saints for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, where have you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which is come unto you as it is in all the world and brings forth fruit as it does also in you since the day you heard of it and knew the grace of God in truth. Man, such an awesome pa- passage. Paul is saying, hey, from the moment you heard the gospel, your, your heart changed, but the reason you have love for the brethren, uh, the reason you have faith in Jesus Christ, the reason that um, uh, all of this is because of the hope that you have that's laid up for you in heaven. Having a firm grasp and having an, uh, keeping eternity before your eyes is so important because it causes you to make decisions not for this life, but for the next life. Too many people get short-sighted and you hear people, oh, you know, I know God's called me to preach, but, you know, I've got a mortgage, so I don't see how I could you know, leave what I'm doing and go to Bible school. I know God's, and that's people who are just focused on, hey, I just need to make it where when you understand, hey, God Almighty, the creator of the heavens and earth has specifically chosen me out to preach the gospel and has given me a work to do, that as long as I'm obedient and I just step into what he's called me to do, he's going to take care of me. He's going, God pays for what he orders, but people get short-sighted. So he's saying here, hey, because of your hope that's laid up for you, um, uh, this is why you have a faith in, strong faith in Jesus, love towards all the saints. And then verse six says, which is coming to you as it is in all the world and brings forth fruit. The gospel is the power of God. The, the word of God produces fruit. One of the things that uh, is encouraging to me is that the word, sometimes we get this feeling like we're doing all the work. We're like, man, Lord, I'm like laboring over here. I'm reading, I'm praying, I'm like pressing in. And it just feels like I'm doing all the work where the truth is it's the gospel that's on the inside of us. It's the word of God inside of us that's bearing fruit. It's the word of God that changes us from the inside out. The the thing that the devil tries to do is convince us that we're the ones doing the work and that there's no power from God. He tries to neutralize the power of God. But the truth is the word has the power to save our souls. The Bible says the engrafted word which has the power to save our souls. The word does the heavy lifting. It's up to us to be faithful in putting the word of God in our heart. You know, it's sad to me when I meet Christians who have been born again for a long time and they're still 
no basis in the word of God in certain things, you know, yeah, you know, I'm just hoping that one day the Lord will baptize me in the Holy Ghost. It's like, what do you mean one day you've, you haven't understood the word of God? If you spent 30 minutes studying the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you would understand that it's not a one day thing. It's something that happened 2000 years ago. And the same thing, that'd be like someone saying, man, I know one day the Lord will forgive my sins and save me and I'll become a Christian, but I'm just waiting till the Lord wants to do it. No, receive your salvation now. Receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost now. When you come with an open heart and and you ask the Lord to fill you with his Holy Spirit. He is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. He, that's a decided thing. And so the foundation of the in the word is what produces fruit. Um, so it's only the word that produces results. If you want to see an area of your life changed, it's only the word of God that produces results. And what God wants to do is actually put a love for the word of God in your heart. When I was in Bible school, this is a long time ago now. I think I was a, a second or third year student. And um, uh, Pastor Rodney did a meeting with all the, the whole student body. And uh, basically from morning till into the afternoon, just talked about the word of God and talked about having a love for the word of God. And he actually threw a challenge out there that was pretty interesting. He said, if anyone can memorize the book of John, not the book of first John, second John or third John, but the book of John, you know, like 20 plus chapters. If anyone can memorize it, um, we'll give them a car. This was the challenge. And he gave them, I don't remember how long the time was. It was maybe by the end of the year and it was a few months, but if anyone can memorize it. So everyone started memorizing the book of John in the beginning uh, was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God and memorizing these scriptures. And, you know, looking back, I don't think anyone hit it. No one got a car, but I'm still grateful for that challenge because the first 17 or so verses that I memorized in John that I can still quote back to you today have meant so much to me because they've, they've actually produced fruit in my life. You know, it's uh, the word of God hidden in your heart. The Bible says, how will a young man cleanse his way? By give, this is Psalm 119, by giving heed to your word. And so people come into Christianity and they see what they've come from and their mind is going crazy. Their thoughts are all over the place. They're still like, hey, I'm born again, but I've got these crazy thoughts like I did before I was born again. The devil keeps attacking my mind and they think that it'll never change. But the word of God actually purifies your mind. The word of God actually scrubs your mind clean. The word of God will actually purify you. The word of God sanctifies you. It's like a heavenly washcloth that comes and wipes your mind free. There are certain thoughts that by the word of God will dissolve that you won't have anymore. These attacks, the, the word of God puts guard, puts a guard around your heart and your mind. And it's because the word is powerful. So as you hold on to the word of God, as you fall in love with the word of God, man, this word is my life. You'll see the change that'll make, man. I just get excited talking about it. I love the Bible. I love the word of God. You know, the word of God is how we're born again. First Peter chapter one, um, verse, uh, where did it go? Chapter one, verse 22, seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth, man, there's something so awesome about that. Purifying your souls. What is your soul? It's your mind, your will, your emotions. So when you decide to obey the truth, when you receive Jesus, you became a new creature, but every time you obey the word of God and do something, the word of God tells you to do, you purify 
your souls. Your mind is purified. Your will becomes more, uh, the more you obey the word of God, the more your will conforms to his will. How powerful is that? Through the spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently, fervently, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which lives and abides forever. The only reason you're saved is because of the word of God, because someone preached the word of God and you said, hey, on the basis of the word, I decided I'm going to follow Jesus. He said, if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you'll be saved. That's our standing. That's the firm foundation. Verse 24, for all flesh is as grass and the glory of man is the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower thereof falls away. Again, we're talking about eternity. Uh, Peter's putting it in perspective here. Hey, this earth is going to pass away. Every accomplishment of man is going to pass away. Verse 25, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Only the word produces results. Do you want to grow as a Christian? Put the word of God in your heart. Do you want to? Do you want to see progress in your life? Do you want to have more peace in your in your mind? The Bible says, "I will keep him at continual peace, whose mind is stayed on me." Now, that doesn't mean you're thinking of a picture of Jesus. It means that you're putting the word of God in your heart. You're keeping your eyes focused on what the word says. When a challenging thought comes, oh, you know, you're always going to be an anxious person. No, the Bible says be anxious for nothing. This is how you overcome is by the word of God. You know that scripture, it says, and uh, you overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. I, I read that someone did a study and they said that it actually meant the, the word of your, it's kind of the same thing, but it's not only your personal testimony, like, hey, I was 17, I was backslidden, the Lord saved me, blah, blah, blah. You know, I came out of uh, a life of drugs, you know, whatever your testimony is, that isn't, it's the word that you testify to. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word that we testify to. So what is my testimony? Man, my testimony is that I'm full of the life of God, that the health of God is on the inside of me. And that's because of the word. What word? do you testify to? That's how you overcome. When the devil attacks, what did Jesus do? He, he read the word of God to him. The word is the only thing that produces results. First Peter two, verse one says, wherefore laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings. Verse two, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Man, I'm just a baby Christian. Some people admit it and they're, and they're okay with it. That's a problem. I had someone say to me the other day when we we're on the road with pastor, he said, yeah, you know, I've been, I've been raised in the church, but I'm still a baby Christian. This is a guy who's probably my age, but he's been raised in the church, but he's admitted I'm still a baby Christian. And I'm thinking to myself, man, how are you okay with being a baby Christian? You should look to grow in the kingdom of God. It isn't an overnight thing. You don't salvation is overnight, but growth doesn't happen overnight. You grow in grace. That's why people who, I, uh, that's why people who get born again and then think they're these spiritual giants within a matter of months are so, they're so deceived because then they make decisions like, oh, I heard the, verse, the voice of the Lord. And yeah, I've decided that I'm moving out to San Diego just because San Diego is really nice. You don't get to make decisions like that. You are not your own. You, you, here's something you can't choose. You can't choose where you live. You do not get to choose where you live. If you're a Christian, that's not your choice anymore. Oh, you know, I think I'd like to move out to I think I'd like to go overseas for a year and just kind of see what it's like. That's not your choice anymore. 
you belong to Jesus. Every decision, life decision like that. Now it isn't like, hey, I'm going up to the store. What am I buying? Lord, what should I be ordering today at this Chinese restaurant? Like we don't have to get weird, but major decisions, you don't get to choose. Your life is not your own. The Bible says you've been bought with a price. What does it mean if you've been bought? You don't belong to you. Yes, there's freedom in Christ, but it's freedom from bondage. It's not freedom to I can do whatever I want. I can't go live wherever I want right now unless I'm okay. That's like, that's Jonah. That's the story of Jonah. You know, I know the Lord told me to go preach, but I don't feel like it. I'm going, I'm not going, right? I'm going somewhere else. Man, this, this isn't an option. You are a Christian. You belong to Christ. But the Bible says if you want to grow, it's by the word of God. It's by the word of God. And this other scripture, Ephesians 4, verse 29, says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. For some people, man, you just talk nonsense. And I say this because I used to be one of those, teen, one of those people. As a teenager, man, I would just joke around. I would make fun of people. I would literally, like, it was my thing. That was my humor. It was like, I would just make fun of people. And there's maybe still an ounce of that left, but it's all directed towards my best friends. And so I think maybe that's okay. No, I'm kidding. But, but people have... Some people just talk nonsense. It's all folly. Anything that comes out of their mouth is just nonsense. Do you think people are going to be able to receive from you spiritually if you if if all you're doing is joking around and everything you're talking about is 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 worthless? Now this is saying no corrupt communication. So this is actually meaning like. But I believe that there's there's a time where you put childish things behind you, where you say, you know what, I'm going after the things of God. I'm not going to talk such nonsense anymore. People like to be funny. It's like an important thing in our culture to be funny. And I'm and I'm fine with people being funny. But but being where you only make fun of people and and nothing that comes out of your mouth. If you expect people to receive from you, you got another thing coming. Begin to be a person who speaks the word of God, who isn't. Joking all the time, right? It's okay to have fun, but some people, and you know who you are, there's a fine line who are just over into folly all the time. But it says, but receive, let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearers. There is grace in the word of God. Every time you listen to this podcast, I put a scripture in every podcast. Why? Because it ministers grace to the hearer, that you receive grace. If you mix faith with the word of God, you receive grace. When I did the one on healing, if you, if you mixed your faith, man, I'm a child of God. I'm going to walk in health. You received a new level of grace from the word of God. Every time I minister, I preach, there's grace that goes out. You can grab the grace off the word of God. If you've ever seen me, I, I, I get to do testimonies at the river church. And I, every time someone's going to testify, I coach him and I say, Hey, what is the scripture that you were standing on when you saw this breakthrough? There has to be a scripture in every testimony because it's what people link their faith to. I can't only link my faith. You know, when we got our house paid off here, I linked my faith. There was, uh, there was a, uh, some of the other pastors that testified that they had $80,000 worth of debt canceled. And that was what I had on my mortgage left. And so the moment they testified, I took it and I said, Lord, your word says that you're no respected persons. I'm grabbing that 
$80,000 debt elimination for me in Jesus' name. But there was a scripture that I had in my heart that went along with it. And it was the Bible says that he, he, he to owe no man anything but to love him, which means don't be in debt. We shouldn't be a the, the borrower's servant to the lender, right? And then it says that he would equip me with everything I need to do his will. So if it was his will for me to be out of debt, he would equip me with what I need. And in this case, it was $80,000 for this house. To, but I had I can attach my faith to the word of God, not to someone else's testimony. The only way that I could attach my faith to their testimony is because the Bible said that that God's no respect of person. So it's all found in the word of God. I, I speak by faith that you're going to grow this season more than you ever have because you're committed to the Word of God, because you're falling in love with the Word of God, because you're committed to be good at the simple things, to be good at the, to, 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 to give place to the Word of God, to give dominion to the Word of God, to receive grace every time, that every time you hear the preaching of the Word, you don't treat it as, oh, someone's preaching. Man, every time the Word of God is preached, this is life. This is health. This is my future. You're going to see it with new eyes in Jesus' name. You're going to take thought, take captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. It is the word that produces. We love you. We'll see you on the next podcast.